Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, August 31st. Our top story today, with thousands of people caught up in this week's air traffic control chaos, one group of young women from Kent have shared how their dream getaway in Spain has turned into the holiday from hell. The four friends from Rochester set out for Marbella but are now stranded after their flight was cancelled. Lucy has the details for us. The group, all in their early 20s, were expected to fly back to Gatwick with EasyJet on Tuesday morning, but were among the disappointed travellers who had their flights cancelled as the UK struggled to get a grip on the air traffic control chaos. It's left them stranded in Marbella with limited money and few options to get back home. They were told they'd have to wait until the following Tuesday for the next available flight. Failing that, they could try to catch a bus or find a way to drive themselves the 28 hours back to Medway. Now, they say it's turned into a holiday from hell. That's right. With hundreds of people in the same situation, the group struggled to find affordable accommodation in the area. They've also had to battle the crowds who are all trying to book any available route back to the UK. Having also only budgeted enough spending money for the long weekend, they don't have money for food and have been having barbecues on the beach to try and keep costs down. Have they been able to find a way home? Yes, the four women have all managed to find a way home across the coming week, but are travelling separately and it's cost them an extra £1,000. They've had to book through a mix of airlines and Eurostar services to make it back to the UK. EasyJet's advising anyone who had to book their own hotels or flights that they will be reimbursed. Thanks, Lucy. Tens of thousands of customers have been caught up in the disruptions this week. And while the main issue has been sorted, the knock-on effects are expected to be felt for days to come. Also making news today, a former Kent police officer and convicted murderer is back in the national headlines as it's been announced senior police officers are going to be given more powers to sack rogue staff. It follows recent scandals, including the murder of Sarah Everard by serving Met Police Officer Wayne Cousins from Deal. Policing Minister Chris Phillips says public trust must be restored. We've been looking at this very carefully. A number of things um, have been done already, including a programme to put every single police officer in the country through the police national database to identify any issues of concern in their background. The measures we're announcing this morning will make sure that there is nowhere to hide for police officers who do not deserve to wear the uniform or carry the badge. Uh, That includes giving chief constables uh, the power to chair misconduct panels, It includes making clear that gross misconduct will automatically lead to removal. Um, It includes uh, streamlining the process both for misconduct and for uh, dismissal for poor performance, all of which taken together will mean there is zero tolerance for misconduct. We should, of course, keep in mind that the vast, vast majority of police officers are brave, are hardworking, put themselves in danger to protect us, the public, on a daily basis. We saw just a couple of days ago um, the tragic death of Sergeant uh, Graham Saville, Uh, who was seriously injured and then died uh, rescuing somebody from a a train line. He saved somebody's life and then died himself. So the vast majority of officers are fundamentally brave, decent, hardworking, but this tiny minority who who misbehave, Mm. who do terrible things, need to be rooted out and these reforms are designed to make sure that happens. Labor and the Lib Dems say the reforms are long overdue. A Kent MP has weighed in on another national issue today. He's among those calling on the government to address the risks associated with artificial intelligence. An inquiry by the Science, Innovation and Technology Committee has outlined 12 major challenges, including job disruption and privacy issues. Tonbridge Wells MP Greg Clark is chair of the committee. AI has been developing for, for many years now, But I think ChatGPT 
has taken a lot of users by surprise at just how powerful uh, AI has become in being able to to do things that are close to what humans can do. In other words, to to write uh, pieces of um, of scripts, uh, papers, uh, and uh, in other applications, things like coding, it can do in a way that surprised many people. One of the things that uh, AI can can do, which is a computers uh, can do, is that they can uh, they can take. Um, a voice, for example, the um, speaking to you in this conversation, my voice can be sampled, and then that can be tied up with a, a script of words that are composed by someone else um, that I didn't say uh, and didn't write. And then literally words could be put into my mouth in the sense that my voice could be used to produce those words. And there could be an audio recording um, that could then convince people that this was you know, Greg Clark saying these things, and it might be uh, not the case. Well, it wouldn't be the case at all. And obviously, that could be done for for malign purposes. They could, uh, I'm in politics, they could uh, make me say things that my uh, political opponents uh, would seize on. Uh, in in other parts of uh, life, they could, for example. Uh, bypass some of the security that we have in financial services. Um, some of us, when we when we call banks uh, and other organisations, there's a voice recognition that establishes whether we are who we say we are through our voice. They could be evaded. So there are two examples uh, in which, for all of the you know, the benefits uh, of AI, uh, there are some some risks, some aspects of safety that we think it's important that the government should address. AI can be very useful in discovering new medicines, uh, for example, that can, can save lives. But obviously something that can be powerful in discovering new medicines can also be just as powerful in discovering new toxins. Um, and they could be used and made use of by people who don't have our best interests at heart. Now, so we do need to, to make sure that AI can't do that, or it's detected uh, if it is going to do that. Uh, and you know, that's one example of a harm. Another is you know, cyber attacks that could take down networks. Um, and uh, of course, internationally, our networks, uh, as we've seen with, the, uh, with what happened with air traffic control uh, a few days ago, uh, can create a lot of disruption. So, so we need to make sure that the, the power uh, of artificial intelligence uh, is subject to, to safeguards that stop it doing harm to people. The government's organised an event in November to discuss the issues around artificial intelligence. Kent Online reports. A Ramsgate man is facing jail after admitting to beating his 70-year-old mother and ransacking her home. David Henry, who lives in Clements Road, pleaded guilty to carrying out the attack in March this year. The court was told the 35-year-old has a personality disorder. He'll be sentenced in October. One person has been arrested.
arrested after a fatal crash near Canterbury. A man in his 60s died when his three-wheel motorbike collided with a car on the A2 on Saturday. A 44-year-old man from Dunkirk has now been charged and remanded in custody ahead of his court appearance. An Ashford teenager who was caught in possession of a 10-inch blade has been locked up. Edwin Graveson was searched by police in the Memorial Gardens in June. The offence was his third knife-related crime. The 19-year-old from Rutherford Road will spend nine months in a young offenders institution. Now, there are calls for gates and CCTV cameras to be installed at a Dartford park to combat a rise of antisocial behaviour. The summer holidays have seen an increase in vandals targeting Wilmot Park in West Hill, destroying property and urinating on play equipment. Gary Turner is part of the Neighbourhood Watch scheme in Dartford. We've got some consistent and persistent issues around antisocial behaviour. Um, a lot of noise for some of our residents that goes on early into the hours, uh, early hours of the morning. We believe there's occasions of things like drug dealing and, and other sort of antisocial behaviour. And we'd just really like to move to a situation. We've got really good councillors doing good work. We've got local police doing good work. But we always seem to focus on symptoms rather than actually getting to the root causes. And we'd love to get some root cause solutions. So what would you like to see done? What are your ideas? Well, not just my ideas, but the community have made a number of ideas around things such as maybe having CCTV up on a pole be one deterrent at least. Another thing would be, is there a way of actually locking the front of the park between certain hours, maybe, you know, sort of 10 o'clock at night and then reopening at six in the morning, bearing in mind that there's also a very popular dog area as well. So I think that there's some relatively, we think, not so expensive solutions. So why not run some experiments at least for minimum cost, see what works. And if it doesn't work, we'll try something different but we just really want to see some root cause solutions. We think that deterrents are important rather than just trying to fix uh, the problems as they keep happening. He says while Dartford Council have been out to repair the damage, they really want to see those permanent solutions put in place. A Whistable man convicted of fly-tipping claims he was forced to dump rubbish because his wheelie bin had been stolen. Martin Barrett left household waste around a street bin in Canterbury after refusing to pay for a replacement. The 48-year-old from Sydney Road will now have to fork out more than £500 in court charges and do 100 hours of unpaid work. It comes as two Ashford residents have been fined after rubbish they'd arranged to be taken to the tip ended up being dumped in rural lanes. They paid complete strangers to take away household waste but failed to check the people had a licence. Bosses are warning anyone responsible for fly tipping will face a £400 fine. Kent Online reports. A scary thought now. Imagine going out for the day only to come home and find part of your house missing. That's exactly what happened to one Kent woman yesterday. Part of the house near Tenterton has been torn down after a lorry carrying a load of hay caught a power cable. Shoreham Lane had to be cordoned off after it happened in St Michael's. Debbie Garnham had been out at the time. A truck with a large load of hay caught the power cable, the electric cable above the house and took it for a ride down the road. Wow. Um, and part of the house. <laughs> and when did you find out what had happened? I didn't know about it until I got home from work, which is about 5.30 yesterday afternoon. Um, they didn't want me walking on the cable so or driving on it, obviously. So, yeah, they let me walk down here and sort of <laughs> showed me what had happened. And uh, I was shocked to see half the house missing, or half the side of the house, anyways. Um, and, yeah, so we had the live cable laying in the road for quite a while, and some incredibly nervous cats besides me. But yeah, well, luckily we're all safe and everybody's good and um, they've, you know, put the wire back up. And, and your five cats, they're not hurt at all either. No, just just a little stressed, but not too bad. Can you still live in that house? Yes, I can. Yeah. I can. But there could be a problem if it rains. 
if it rains yeah water could get in the in the walls and stuff and make it you know but i don't think you know i think hopefully we won't get much rain between now and we can get something covered on this Police, firefighters and UK Power Network crews were all called. We're told no one was hurt. Refuse workers in Thanet have voted to go on a two-week strike as they continue their fight for better pay. They'll walk off the job next month, joining workers who are already on strike in Canterbury. GMB bosses say they want to be paid the same as their local equivalents. A tribunal's heard how the owner of a cattery in Mepham self-sabotaged the business by not complying with animal welfare regulations. Lynn Bull, who runs Barnside Boarding, appears a decision by Gravesham Council not to renew its licence. Inspectors had raised concerns about a lack of paperwork and the judge accused her of viewing the regulations with contempt. She's got until the 14th of September to close the site. Meanwhile, a Margate family have appealed for police to return their dog, which was seized after biting a delivery driver. The extra-large American bully called Callie was taken away by officers after a UPS driver suffered a hand injury. Police say the dog will remain seized while investigations continue we're told the driver is okay and doing well. The head of a school near Sittingbourne has defended a decision to dump a load of books in a skip outside the classroom. Classic stories, including Mr Grumpy and the Very Hungry Caterpillar, were all thrown away at Milstead and Frinstead Primary. Head teacher Amanda Love says they had tried to sell the books, but they were all too old or damaged. It's thought the books have since been taken out of the skip by passers-by. There are calls for better signs to stop cyclists riding on a narrow seafront path near Dover. One man says he was hit by a bike on Wellington Parade in Kingsdown earlier this month. The path is only a metre wide and he wants council bosses to make it safer. Now this next story comes with a warning and it's not for anyone with a sensitive stomach but workers in protective gear have spent two days clearing rotting food from a takeaway in Canterbury after it was suddenly closed. Immigration officers raided the property and found five people illegally working at Chop Chop in St Dunstan Street at the end of June. More than a month later, nearby businesses complained about the smell and said being in the area too long made them physically sick. Meat and veg in a walk-in fridge was found to be to blame. Critics have slammed plans to build houses on a greenbelt site in Forkham. The project at Gaydon Farm would see one barn demolished and three others converted into homes with private gardens. Opponents say the scheme amounts to inappropriate development and that the development would impact on the rural character of the land. Kent Online reports. A treat for stargazers last night as the rare blue supermoon was visible in the skies above Kent. It was closer to Earth, so appeared bigger and brighter than usual. It was also the second full moon of the month. The next time we get a blue supermoon will be 2037. Maidstone is going to be staging its first ever literary fest. Best-selling authors will be in the town in October. Six venues, including Archbishop's Palace and the Town Hall, will all be staging events. There'll also be a program running in schools. And Canterbury's Cathedral has been named one of the most Instagrammable in the UK. It's been tagged more than 70,000 times and comes sixth on the list, which is topped by St Paul's in London. That's all from us today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.